Hello, and welcome to Life's Vital Chapters with Jen and Ren, a podcast where we delve into the stories that make us who we are. I'm Jen, the founder of Connects Workspace, an entrepreneur, community builder, and a believer in the power of kindness. And I'm Ren, a leadership coach and systems consultant, and a believer in elevating our collective consciousness. Together, we're here to explore the vital chapters of life, the ones that define, challenge, and inspire us. In every episode, we open the book on topics that resonate with all of us, from the joys and challenges of life to the adventures that shape our personal and professional journeys. We believe every individual has a story worth telling, stories of growth, change, and the wisdom gained along the way. And in this podcast, we're uncovering these stories straight from the soul. Whether you're in your second chapter of life, like us, or at any other chapter of your life, there's something here for you. We're here to celebrate the golden moments, the lessons learned, and the paths taken. So grab a cup of your favorite coffee or tea, settle in, and join us as we embark on this journey together. It's about real people, real stories, and the real chapters that define our lives. Welcome to Life's Vital Chapters. Let's turn the page to our next adventure. Hi, Jen. Hi, Ren. Well, here we are back on our second edition, and... Today, we get to interview someone, which I think is going to be so exciting, but I just first wanted to check in and say hello to our audience, and thank you for listening to our first podcast. Yeah, we are so excited. We've had a lot of great feedback. One thing I didn't even think about is I have man friends that are listening to this as well, which I think is going to be fabulous, and I was like, you know vital chapters go for all genders. And so I, I'm just really excited to bring this out to the world. Yes. And we will have some um, male and other gender guests as well. Yeah. Not, uh, not, not just females. Well, let's move into our conversation today. Um, I am really excited about our first guest. Her, um, her name is Jan Fairley and she um, well, she lives half the year in um, La Ventana, Mexico on the Baja and half the year um, in BC, Canada. And she is a 9D breathwork uh, certified practitioner. If I said that wrong, she'll correct me. And I met Jan in December when I was down in La Ventana and I happened upon one of her breathwork sessions and it was absolutely amazing, transformational, fun, different. Um, I couldn't really stop talking about it. And so I got in touch with Jan after I got back to Colorado. And just yesterday, seven of us, including Jen, had a 9D breathwork session in Colorado that Jan facilitated beautifully via Zoom um, from La Ventana, Mexico. And so we are so excited to have Jan here today, um, and we want to talk a little bit about this work and then some of our experience with the work yesterday. All right. So Jan, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Jan, tell us a little bit about you um, and also, and, and then explain uh, 9D breathwork. I'm... Uh... Born and raised in Edmonton, Alberta, moved to Vancouver quickly as soon as I I've, I went to the West Coast and discovered 
the beauty there. And I've been there ever since the mid eighties. I'm the mother of four children, two, two girls, two boys, all adults. Now my eldest daughter lives in Mexico city, um, and is engaged, uh, to be married this year in, in Mexico, which I'm super excited. And we're, we actually just started a contrast therapy spa in Mexico city called Coti wellness that they're running. So super excited about that. I've got two sons that are still in Vancouver, a 30, almost 31 year old and 25 year old. And my youngest daughter is uh, in Idaho and has a baby um, who I'm going to his birthday party this Saturday. And then another one on the way in August. So Lots going on on the family front. I've been living in Mexico in, in La Ventana for the winter. This is my third winter with my partner, Garvin, and my and our dog, Poppy. It was here in Mexico that I kind of discovered my calling to breath work. Um, you know, it's just, we, as we all know, it's been this very crazy time in the world. And I landed in Mexico kind of going, what am I going to do now? Like, there's just so much craziness going on. And I had always been a cold water enthusiast. So Wim Hof, you know, ice baths and things like that. And But I didn't really know how important the breath component was to it. So I started doing the breath work because I found I needed, I needed at that, you know, in November of 2021, a way to really kind of chill out and calm myself. And so then I started going down this breathwork rabbit hole and ended up getting two uh, breathwork coaching certificates, one from a wonderful group out of Spain called Intercamp. And then I was really drawn to the work of Brian Kelly, who started Yogi Lab in Bali and also Breathmasters. And then 9D breathwork is something that is less than a year old. And it was Brian's offering to the world about how to get that he he's like super where this whole breathwork res, revolution like here is a tool that everybody has access to anytime 24 7 nobody can control it you own it and it can change literally change how we relate to the world and how our bodies function I will get more into 90 breathwork because we had the most phenomenal experience yesterday, but something that you mentioned that I think would be really important for the audience to hear is that you have probably in the last three years, right? Um, had had a, have a new chapter in your life and, and the way you got to, to, to Mexico and to this work. And I just wondered if we could expand upon your own transformation to this work and then we'll get kind of, we'll get back into what 90 breathwork is. Yeah, for sure. First of all, when I listened to your first podcast and you were both very clear about being on the second chapter of your life, I'm like, oh, the heck do they know what chapter it is? I've completely lost track. And what are chapters? I mean, each time I pivot in my life, it feels like a new chapter. So there have been dozens of them. I don't know what chapter I'm in right now. I see on chapter 36 too. We just, you know, labeled it chapter two the other day. Yeah, I totally get where you were coming coming from there, you know, having raised kids or, you know, you're still raising them. Mine are all, I guess I'm in the grandma chapter and the uh, I finally figured out what I want to be when I grow up chapter, because that's kind of how I feel right now. Um, I've done, I have done a ton of different things, but what happened um, for me and led really directly to the breath work is, um, you know, I I don't know if you're aware of kind of the the position that Canada took on during the last three or four years. It was 
it was pretty um, a pretty hard line on what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. And um, I made what I felt was a very consistent choice for my health that I, for based on everything I've always done in my life, coming from you know being the daughter and the sister of holistic nutritionists, uh, I decided that I wasn't going to you know, being coerced into taking an experimental medicine. I lost my job. I had been working, running a family foundation for, for a man for a, a number of years. Um, I like basically got the bums rush out the door. I was locked out of all restaurants. I was like, I, I'd been, I'd been really um, deeply involved in the social committee of this health club I was involved in, like all always about building community and inclusion and everything. And here I was on the outside, like solidly on the outside. And I was facing another winter of discontent <laughs> and rain in the rainy Northwest. And I literally got on the last flight out of Vancouver, out of Canada on the 29th of November, after which date, if you weren't vaccinated, you could not travel. You could not leave the country. So I'm like, I'm out of here. And I landed here in the Baja feeling like everything had exploded. Everything was lost. I'm like, what am I going to do now? And, and then I just had this beautiful, you know, settling of, you know, out of the chaos into this peace. And I had space and suddenly had all of these ideas coming to me. Like, I don't want to be angry. I don't want to feel resentful. I want, I see the next phase coming in the world as being, you know, the next pandemic was going to be one of mental health. And the only way I could see my way forward was to be part of the solution and not part of, you know, the complaining, you know, cohort. I, I, so somebody sent me out of the blue, Hey, you'd be really good at this and sent me a link to a breathwork workshop. And I'm like, it was sort of like, I never look back. So you left to come down to Mexico. This is what I'm hearing is you didn't really exactly know what you were going to do. You knew where you were going, but you didn't really know what was what you were going to meet or see. No, I've been here once before. And I kind of like I knew this little town of La Ventana, but really didn't know. I, I had a flight return flight in January at some point. So I was going to stay a month and try and get sorted out. I said to my kids three days before, I got to get out of here. And my daughter said, you know, it's a good idea, mom, because your anger and frustration is on the same frequency as everyone else's fear. And you're not doing yourself any good. And I thought, you know, that's pretty sage advice. It's inspiring <laughs> to, to make a decision that you really didn't know what you were stepping into. And it was literally life changing for you. And I have mm -hmm. to say Cabo is one of my favorite places. And so I went up uh, last a couple of years ago to La Paz, which I think is close to where you're at. And so mm -hmm. being on that side of the Baja is just beautiful. And I don't know, I just, I have four adult children as well. And I make so many decisions based on like, I really want to stay close to them, like physically. And, uh, and so just hearing you're like taking care of your mental health and taking care of what you needed to do. And it sounds like you're still very, very close to your children. And it's just inspiring. Mm, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, I always thought it was a bit of a cliche, like our children are our greatest teachers, but I mean, nobody tells me the truth, like my kids. And sometimes it's difficult. I mean, I, I primarily raised the four of them by myself on my own um, from the, actually I was pregnant with my fourth when 
my marriage like dissolved. And so, you know, as a result of that, I had to learn how to pivot very quickly. And what I always imagined were like just a bunch of random occurrences and competencies that I developed through my professional life all have come into perfect alignment to to where I am now. And I'm like, oh, I know how to do that. And I know how to do this. And it's really great. Um, you know, these, again, like these chat, what I think, you know, in this chapter of my life, what I'm really aware of and why I was able to take that leap and go, I, you know, I'm, I'm just coming to Mexico and I'm going to trust the outcome over the course of my life as my adult life. I have the wisdom of age for me has come from my ability to my knowing my trusting of my own instincts, knowing that even if I can't see what is over just over that cliff, if I jump, my wings will unfurl. I am confident that that will happen. And that's been my experience. And that's what I expect. Well, I was just going to say, so I think we can, uh, we can safely assume that you have had a number of situations in your life that have put you in situations that are less traditional. I know as a single mom myself of two children, you are a single mom of four. So over and over again, it sounds like, you know, you've, you've trusted your intuition and you've made those jumps and look at you now, you know, now here you are in La Ventana, Mexico, a, I think a wonderful healer. So let's talk a little bit more now about the healing work that you're doing now and a little more specifically about what 9D breath work is. And then we can maybe talk a little bit about our experience yesterday um, in a session with seven people um, simultaneously with you facilitating. Yeah, no, it's it's super powerful work. I mean, we kind of re- re- refer to 9D breath work as breath work on steroids because, I mean, there's so many different types of uh, breath work. And a lot of people come in and they go, yeah, I've done breath work. And then they do this and they go, what just happened? Like, I know. Which happened with somebody yesterday that had done breath work before, but this was really different for her. Yeah. So, you know, using, we were, one of the, well, the breath technique that we used yesterday and that I typically use is a uh, conscious connected breath technique, a holotropic breath work. We call it, Brian sort of coined the phrase, uh, euphoric breathing because it gets you very quickly into this state of euphoria and and the science really I guess behind this type of breathing this is where you're breathing really deep full breaths into the belly into the chest and then you just kind of let the hell it's sort of Will like you give a, us an example yeah it's like <gasps> so your entire torso is being expanded by the breath so um you know I always I always get people at the beginning of the sessions to just kind of think where their breath is going. And most like 90, 95% of the people that I ask that the breath is staying in the chest. So we're very, we become very shallow breathers. And so when you start to breathe this way, where you're bringing this much um, additional air and oxygen through your system, very quickly um, you get into this thing called hypo transient hypofrontality, which is uh, basically even though there's all this oxygen going through your system, you're sort of, it's sort of bypassing your prefrontal cortex. So you are getting out of literally getting out of your mind and into your body. And this is where 
where the traumas, the memories, this, the, all of the our sort of perceptions are stored at a cellular level. So the breath work, just this type of breath work is designed to uh, give us, put us into a, you know, a theta, alpha, theta brain state where you can then observe, not, it's not about re-traumatizing, it's about observing from a more objective place and saying, you know, that I can see that. I can see why it happened, where it came from. And it doesn't serve me anymore. And you have an opportunity to let it go in that where you're not thinking about, you're not rationalizing about holding it on, right? Right. So, Gia, what's the 9D part? So, that's so, a- so 9D sort of refers to nine dimensions of, well, of sound and breath. So, the breath being one dimension. That's all to music. So the music is tuned to 432 hertz, which is... And we all had headphones on. You all had headphones. And, and an eye cover. Yeah. So you're really in an immersive situation. So you're doing the... You're If you're in a group situation, you're still having an in, individual experience. Everyone, you don't even know who's next to you after a few minutes. So through the headphones, you're hearing... Um, music a music soundtrack that is uh that is tuned to 432 hertz which is mathematically consistent with sort of the vibration of the earth and then there's binaural beats which are there's two separate frequencies coming into each ear so your brain hears the difference between the two of them there's this i think so fijo sounds there's hypnotic suggestion there's positive affirmations there's a breath layer where you're just hearing a breather. And then the entire thing is being uh, guided. So you hear the voice of, in this case, it was Brian Kelly, and I do my own guided live and recorded journeys as well. So in addition to the breath work, which on its own can get you into this altered state of consciousness and this place of being able to release. Stop right there for a second. It gets us into an altered state. So What you mean by altered state, because we experience this or I experience this, is that it's it's a similar state that the people that are um, are utilizing plant medicine are mm-hmm. that's the same state or a similar state that 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 plant medicine induces as well. There's no no medicine involved other than mm-hmm. breath and sound. Yes, that's true. So this deep circular breathing allows you your those feel good hormones, the dopamine, the serotonin, the DMT are flooded into your system. So you do get this feeling of, you know, it, it was this, this type of breath work was, was developed to really to mimic the uh, experience of psychedelics when they were no longer legal back in the seventies. And so it is, it is really, you are having, you are in an altered state. Um, and the beauty of it uh, is that you are in complete control the entire time. So the depth of your breath, you know, it, it, in, the deeper you breathe, the deeper you go. It's not about, I was telling you yesterday, it's not about how fast you go, but the deep breaths, even if they're slow and deep, are going to get you into that state. And at any moment, if a, if a, if a participant is feeling overwhelmed or it's too much, It's not like a plant medicine where you got to wait till that stuff wears off. You can just literally take a few breaths through your nose, slow down, get grounded, you know, regroup, and then get back into the active breathing. So that is such a beautiful thing because, you know, the whole, my whole, my job as a facilitator is really just about creating a safe container for people to have whatever experience they're ready to have. 
the body will release whatever it's ready to release at, at that time. And so it's different for every single person. And, and, and some people have some pretty remarkably huge um, releases. Well, let's talk anyway. a little bit about the experiences people can have. Yesterday was my second time and both times I've had incredible experiences and we can talk about that a little bit later. I'm really curious, Jen, yesterday was your first time to do this type of work. So um, maybe we can talk a little bit about your experience, how you would describe it. And maybe even, you know, we're only, we're, we're 24 hours later from when we did this breath work. And so we've got, we've had a little bit of integration time. So maybe even some questions for Jan that you have, but tell us about your experience. Yeah. So mine, you know, I went in pretty open-minded. I thought in my head, I was like, this is going to be a spiritual experience, like kind of on the woo-woo side of things. And then I realized it's really is quite physiological. And then learning about, like, I definitely do the shallow breathing. And so just learning about that. But what's really interesting is, uh, for the past year or so, I've been um, in kind of just this interesting season of a lot of anxiety and a lot of um, internal stresses. And uh, I've been meeting with the same, my same therapist for nine years now. She's fabulous. And her name is Jan. And uh, I went down just uh, Friday, just Friday, not even a week ago, and had a session with her and did some EMDR work, which breath work and EMDR are really tightly aligned. Um, and, and I basically, mine was to try to like kind of release this anxiety and step into some, some places of fear. So she told me on Friday that, you know, my brain would continue and EMDR, we will listeners (laughs) forgot. Um, we'll talk, we'll have another episode on EMDR, which is, is just fabulous, but it's a, it's a fabulous way of, 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 of tapping into your brain for some trauma healing and and other things. But so she said my brain was going to continue to kind of process through that for 48 hours. And then I did this on Tuesday. To me, this breath work was an extension of EMDR. And really I tapped back into kind of what I was um I was delving into with that. And it became a very spiritual experience for me. It uh was calming um it, you know, for me, like, I think you could go in, I personally go in with protective stance of like, what, what am I letting in? I want to, you know, I want to make sure that like, I have like good, good, uh, juices like flowing in. And I, and I, I just kind of gave up that protectiveness and the, and just opened up into trust and then just re just a lot of just like kindness and goodness and really connection to God connection to um just like his uh his desire for 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 my life and my future and who I am and who I am to him and it was beautiful um it did not feel psychedelic to me um but I haven't done those type of I I don't I haven't done um that type of drug before so I wouldn't really know what to compare it to it felt spiritual is, is the word I want to say. And, um, it was, I was really, really grateful for it. What did you feel? I'm curious in your body, how would you describe the sensations in your body? Yeah. And one thing, it was hard work. It's hard to, to breathe like that consistently. You don't, I'm like, 
40 minutes. I don't think it's like working out. So it's hard work. Um, so that kind of, I think it exhausts you, you know, to kind of settle you in that exhaustive state. And then I did feel, um, I did feel the tingles once, um, like through your hands and, um, a lot of like, I got cold, so I wrapped up in the blanket and I kind of went into fetal position and I felt just very safe and held, just held, but not a lot of other external like physical feelings. Do you have any questions since we happened to have Jan 24 hours later now that you've integrated this for 24 hours? So I think I would be curious to know what... You had mentioned at the end of it, take this with you, like, you know, kind of keep staying in it. Don't like go into the world and add a lot of chaos into it and stuff. So is this intended to be a launch that you take into something or is it intended to be a practice that you do regularly? How do you see it in the flow of life? Yeah, I, I look at the first one, you know, where your introduction to this work is, is one of transform it's a transformational experience and I see it sort of as a cracking open and if you're curious and if you're on that journey of seeking and healing then yeah absolutely it's not a one shot it's not a magic bullet sort of thing I incorporated breath work into my daily routine I even if it's a one minute activation session in the morning uh, or I have access to this entire library, these 9D journeys, so I can like plug one in anytime. Oh, I need to get more connected with my ability to create abundance or whatever. So boom, the abundance one goes in. Um, so, you know, it's there, what I, what I'm actually, um, creating, um, moving forward is more of a series of, uh, a series that it has some, a progressive series, but I also, I work with, you know, I work with clients on a individual or couples basis sometimes where whatever it is that they're looking for, we kind of continue down a path. So yeah, it's not a one-shot deal at all. I think it gives you the experience of going, oh, wow, I now see what is possible. And in terms of uh, your experience with um the power of it really kind of getting into the into into the healing and into sort of the anxiety and where is that stuff coming from? I mean, we're so hardwired and these the anxiety or these feelings of overwhelm and unworthy, you know, any of these sort of, I guess, negative emotions that we have. It, it's it's most, they're almost all, I, I I would even venture to say they are all loops from a very long time ago that as I as I mentioned sort of the subconscious is running the show I mean anxiety isn't a natural place for humans to be if we're if you're in a safe place I mean we're not living out in the we're not living in caves and being chased by lions anymore you probably have a pretty safe and secure situation so the fact that most people are living in a triggered and anxious an anxious existence is is more is more a, uh, a function of sort of 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 the society of the things that we've created that are not natural that are not really connected to our heart to our soul to our heart to the way we are meant to be to our divine our divinity you know what you're saying is that the breath work brings us can can bring us back to 
to who we're really meant to be. Like that's, that that's a part of it. Yeah. How would you um, compare it to EMDR? Like how would you, if you had to like do a com- compare and contrast? You know what? I don't have any experience with EMDR okay. for, for, you know, I, I may have, I just, I don't have any context around it right now. I'm racking my brain trying to think what well, I should know this. I know. Well, I so <laughs> just to give a little context, it does the same thing that when you're listening to the right left in the headphones, it does the same thing. Basically it gives your brain and an ability to reprocess traumatic. So it's, it, you are the 9d breathwork is incorporating a portion of that, but EMDR is led by counselors and, and therapists and things, but anyway. Oh, and there's apps also for, for you. I'm looking right. it up. <laughs> yeah. Well, let, let's, let me just kind of um, ask you a couple more questions. One thing we've, we alluded to, but I don't know that we were specific is that most of these 90 breath work sessions have an intention. And Ooh. so like when I was in Baja, um, I think the intention was about manifestation and then when the intention we used or the soundtrack or um, we used yesterday was letting go. Mm-hmm. And so can you, and maybe I'll talk a little bit about the two different experiences I have, but I'd love for you to first talk about the reason behind and the benefits of like these different intentions. Okay. So I, I think I have to back up a tiny bit about, you know, why 9D was created in the first place. Um, because so there are a lot of uh, different coaching uh, techniques, as I mentioned, for breath work. And um, I think, you know, people go into these, you know, we often teach what we most need to learn. So I I think the experience of breath masters of Brian Kelly's group was that all of these people were like being drawn to this work for their own healing, but also because they had such a profound experience that they wanted to share it as well. And then they go through this course, they get their certificate, and then they are in fear mode of a, who am I, like imposter syndrome kicks in, who am I to go out there and, and, and share this. And so the, the, that, that became a thing. And I, and I suspect that it was a, 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 a significant enough percentage of graduates that he, who he's super skilled as you both experienced at guiding and had been doing this for many years, so what he did with 9D, he had this epiphany one time about how do you create the most Im- immersive sound experience. And um, and he decided that he would, he so he's created all of these different themed um, pre-recorded 9D journeys in these sound labs with all of this amazing technology. And he uh, and offers them as a licensed, um, like I don't, it's a, ever grow every month there's a new journey that's created so the first one that was ever made was letting go and that one that you listened to yesterday is a remastered uh version with uh original soundtrack because originally it was like a spotify soundtrack and there with how quickly this is growing obviously there's trademark issues and all that so now it's all the journeys are being created with original sound in the lab and and valley so there's a theme on letting go. I love starting with that one. The one you did, um, Ren, in December was called Creating Abundance. And it was, you know, a theme about really create abundance being abundance of all in all areas of life, not just money. Renell, really quick, was it a different experience for you? Like you got to listen to two different tracks. Was it totally different? I can tell you what was different and what was similar. So the Creating Abundance, that was my first time to ever 
to ever do that. And what was similar is that I got, I get like a very specific sensation in my body and it almost feels like um, something is like pushing me into the earth. And then my hands, which thank goodness, Jan warned us that this could happen. My hands the first time went into what Jan referred to as lobster claws. And so without my, I went from this normal hands to lobster claws of just my hands turning and kind of looking like claws and turning towards me. And then I got really cold. And so they always ask us to bring um, a blanket and a, and a pillow. And so that, that part, you know, that was like the sensation in my body. The first one I had just so many visions and I, I had visions yesterday as well, but the first one I had so much vivid and so many messages coming my way and even, um, some interesting messages about my experience that I was having in Baja that uh, I don't think I had manifested into form yet. And so um, it was a really amazing experience. And I, when I first came out of it, I wondered if I was going to be able to drive back because I had driven my friend and I there and I was just in such a state um, that I was like, I don't think I can drive. Uh, And then as Jan said, we would, no one leaves in that state. And I, you know, as we integrated, um, I, I came out of it and was just very calm. So, so I imagined myself like before I was born a few times in that first one and like getting and like remembering who I am and getting ready for the world. Yesterday, the letting go, I, ex- I experienced, um, a lot of heart opening yesterday. Um, both times I cried multiple times, but they were like these beautiful releasing tears. So both times, you know, I woke up with, um, you know, my eyes red and full of, but they, but it wasn't, it wasn't sad tears at all. It was like a release of tears yesterday. I, um, I saw some angels and I saw my grandma and my dad and my mom and my friend Jax. And I saw them all like reminding me that, that they're here and they're holding me. And, um, and then I, the first one, I saw my daughter quite a bit. And yesterday my son was just right there prominent. And so there was just a lot of, you said letting go, but there was also like a lot of forgiveness of forgiving self, forgiving others, um, and and that was was really beautiful as well. And yesterday it took me longer to get out of it. I mean, I could have driven, but I took a walk um, after everyone left my house, and I was pretty. Um, my heart was kind of palpitating quite a bit yesterday, and it might have been because I was I had a you know I had a schedule of things to do in the afternoon whereas in Mexico I didn't I had to think I I think I had to go out to dinner I think that was the extent of what I had to do after the session so I don't know Jan what's your thoughts on hearing both Jen and I's experiences well I I usually when I'm doing this in Vancouver I make sure that nobody gets in their car and drives for at least 20 minutes <laughs> so that's a real thing because you're really it, you that altered state is uh sort of keeps stays stays in there for a little while um yeah you know I've had I've heard stories of people um and I've one of colleagues who's uh, also a practitioner now had had a a 
pre-life experience in her first um not her first session where she had had she had experienced a horrific abuse situation when she was a young girl where she was held captive and it was just horrible. And so her entire life, she was in her mid sixties, her entire life had been sort of inform. It had been this fearful place of not trusting the world. And in her breathwork journey, she met her abuser and realized that before they came into this existence, that they had had a, almost like a contract or an agreement. And whether you prescribe to that or not, that was her experience. And because of that, she was able to forgive in that moment, was able to let go of the hold that this thing had had on her and her literally for 65 years. And I mean, imagine somebody going in and, and carrying this work forward with that kind of story and that kind of a healing. Uh, so, I, you know, I, um, I see everything. I see, I, I, I see every possible from the smallest thing, I can tell when people aren't quite ready either, you know, and there's no judgment there. It's like, whatever you want, whatever you're kind of ready, like some people come because they're curious and, and then it's, it's like, what, you know, what's going on. And then they, sh I can see them the moment of shutdown, they literally stop breathing. And I go in, I always ask for advice or for permission before uh, at an, at a live one, is it okay if I put my hands on you, if you, it looks like you need some, some, you know, some assistance either to ground them if they're really having an intense thing. I'll just lean in and I'll say, you're safe. You're okay. I'm here. And I'll just whisper in their ear or remind them to breathe because they're like, I can see no movement there. And it has, so everything happens. People feel nothing at all. Right. I mean, they're, because they're just potentially not quite ready or they, you know, sometimes the first time there's a, you need to do it more than once to start feeling it. Is that correct? Is that right? Do I oh, for sure. Like, the, the mental, like there's the physical, the emotional and the mental component. We are like, again, we're hardwired to keep ourselves from feeling pain, be it physical or emotional pain. And so it's too, too much for some people. They're not ready. They, they thought they were, they didn't know what they're coming to in the first place, but they, they're not ready to feel what is there. And it's a really scary thing. And to your point, Jen, there's a reason it's called breath work. I mean, it's not a walk in the park. It's, it's not the hardest thing you've ever done. And I always make sure that's why it's really important for me to kind of give a bit of a description of the arc of the journey so that you know it's going to end. And, and you do, you like it's, there's, there's an hour and a bit, whatever, that you know it's going to end. All You've done way harder things in your life, but it's certainly not easy. And that as the stuff comes up, so do the energetic blocks. So, do those, so does that mind going, I don't want to do this. Or I've heard people say, oh, I couldn't stand the sound of his voice. And I look... And I'm thirsty and they get up. I've had people get up, even though I've said, try to stay in the journey. They get up three times and go to the washroom. It's like, they're not in it. They're, they're not in it to win it. <laughs> they're, they're just kind of, you know, so whatever. I That's totally okay. Because I, I, again, I'm super clear. My role, I'm not teaching them anything. I'm show. I'm just, I'm, I, I will describe it. And I show you how to do the technique. My role is to hold space and to make sure that you feel very safe and that this container is a super safe place. But the breath is the teacher. There's no, there's no confusion there. There's no like, oh, I'm doing something really amazing. I am holding space for you to have your experience. Your breath, your body will give you the experience you're ready to have. 
And so if you, Jen, if you kind of crack it open and now you're ready to explore it more, yeah, by all means, that can look any way that's different for everybody. And I think you did, I think you did really good at that. Being in a room with six other individuals, uh, you, you kind of wonder, I wondered how, how this was going to work. And it, it was very personal for me. I didn't feel like my experience needed to match somebody else's. I felt like I do go into things a little more like guarded. I do feel like, uh, my, my journey with EMDR and my therapist positioned me in a really good place. One thing I think is interesting about, I think it's been maybe five years ago, so ago, I went to this retreat and they did um, a screaming exercise where you scream and I couldn't do it. I uh, was uh, had a step, stepdad who yelled a lot. And so for me, like yelling was something to avoid. So in, in the breath work, we had two, two opportunities. And the first time I like couldn't, it was like a little bit, like a little, uh, you know, and then I was like, okay, Jen, like, to scream. Yeah. An opportunity, sorry, in the breath work, we had opportunities to in the pillow. Um, we had opportunities to scream. And the first time it was really hard for me. And so I was like, I feel, I felt like I needed to, like, it was a release. Like it was, um, just like that, you know, like, a a physical reaction towards releasing of anxiety and the things I was dealing with. And so, um, the second time I did, I just turned into the pillow and I just like totally let it, let it go. But, uh, but yeah, I didn't feel like I had to do it. I felt very safe. Uh, and I'm, I am glad I did. I'm glad I pushed myself. And I do think that, um, taking baby steps in these areas, sometimes it's, it's, it's a lot more, a lot easier. Rennell is, she's like open arms to try everything. And I'm going to be the one like, all right. So I do, uh, I think, uh, Jan, I, I want to, you know, tell our listeners like how they can, can learn about what you do. And I think you have a retreat coming up and we just love to hear. Um, I did before the breath work, I did do one of the, the videos, the listening videos that's on your website. And that was a good intro into kind of understanding it. So love to hear more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I kind of started doing baby steps and suddenly this has just exploded and I realized, okay, I cannot stop this train. It's moving in a direction and I'm just going to, you know, I just had to get out of my own way because I'll tell you what, at the beginning of this, I was one of those people that had some, you know, who am I to do that? Now I'm like, the, the feedback I get every single time I do a session, even if I go in there, feeling like I really have to ground myself. It's always positive. It's always amazing. I always feel such a huge sense of gratitude to have witnessed what I witness every single time I go, what, what could be better than, than to be able to take this and go, go into the future with it. So I stepped big time out of my comfort zone because I've never done this before, but I have a retreat booked at a beautiful place called the Sentinel BC in, in Caslow, BC. Um, the weekend right before the last weekend of August, before the long weekend. So the 22nd of August to the 25th. And it's a women's retreat. And the title of it is called It's Connecting with Your True Nature. And I, I approach, like, I look at breath work as being sort of the foundation of all sorts of other amazing healing modalities. So I've invited a few other really cool practitioners, a really good friend of mine, Laura Adams is going to, um, she does sound bath healing as well as Mandela creation sort of to, to sort of crystallize your life's vision. I've invited this woman um, from the area um, named Josanna, who's going to do some heart centered yoga and this other 
oh, this one is going to be, um, it's ecstatic dance. And we're going to do like, just have this crazy dancing and then this fire ritual. And we're going to be doing some cold plunging. And it's, it's going to be using breath as sort of the foundation to really connect with nature where we are. It's pristine and also our own nature, of course. So there's that. Um, I, think, I, I, think, I think Jen and I both smiled when you said ecstatic <laughs> dance. I think we're going to have to have a session on what ecstatic dance is as well. So we'll write that down. But Jan, tell us, um, aside from coming up to beautiful BC to this retreat, <laughs> which I'm going to be looking into um, as soon as we are done here, is how else do people get hold of you and get access to this work? Okay. Um, my website is, it's a work in progress, but it's rebreathe.live. Um, we can, we'll put it in the, the notes. Um, I have ongoing uh, group sessions in person. I'm, I'm starting to offer online as we did with uh, yesterday. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, one or two online sessions per month where people can, you can sign up for the session and you can do it at home in your own, the comfort of your own home. If you can't make the live, then you can have access to the recording for a week or so after. Um, so yeah, that's the best way. I'm on Instagram. Again, I'm just, I wish our kids, like we discussed that they're like, it's second nature for them to get out there and promote themselves. But you know, uh, as a very end of the baby boomer thing, it's all new to me. And so my rebreathe.live uh, Instagram is also a place you can find out what's going out on live. And I'll, I'm going to get better at all of that stuff. Awesome. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is how we did the session yesterday. So when I did the session in December, I was in La Ventana, Mexico, in a room mm -hmm. with Jan. She handed out uh, some... I think they were Bluetooth headphones and some yeah. eye covers. Well, yesterday I was in Golden, Colorado, and Jan was in La Ventana, Mexico, and there were seven other people at, at my home. And so what we did is we all had laptops and headphones. And so we did an opening circle together with our headphones off. Then everybody muted, and we put our headphones on, and we laid down similar, very similar to the room we did in Mexico and Jan's got pictures of what that looks like on her website. And we put our headphones on and we had, we, we did the same experience or the same method um, that I did in Mexico. And I just want to say that they were both profound. Mm -hmm. um, it was very profound being in person with you. And it was very profound um, having you facilitate from Mexico with, um, I did like that all of us were in the room together, though I could also see that I could have the experience with, you know, five different people in different places. Um, what I did like about all being in the room together is that we created a collective energy and a collective mm -hmm. sense of safety and were able to integrate a little bit afterwards. Yeah, I love that. I mean, honestly, I wasn't sure if it was possible technically because I thought there'd be all this feedback, but because most of the time online, a lot of there's a lot of online breath work stuff going on um, where people will just be in their own space and you see everybody on the gallery view on Zoom and then you can have the same very, I mean, the only difference in between in-person and and is the quality of me. I have really good high definition wireless headsets that you know you don't lose any of the any of the sound quality so i it just depends on what you have on your ears but there's really no really ultimately no difference because as i said the breath is 
what gets you into that state ultimately. So yeah, it, it, the sky's the limit. I mean, I'm really open to, you know, anyone that has an idea, which I, I'm actually doing a full moon uh, out in the cactus forest event here in March. Uh, um, because every time somebody comes and go, I've got an idea. I want, like, can we do this? And so I'm super open to whatever anyone comes because I, I feel like we can create anything we want and use breath work in any capacity. So this is just the beginning of the journey. I'm, yeah, I'm like a, I'm ready to roll with whatever people come. So yeah, contact me through my website or through Instagram. If you have an idea and you want me to facilitate any sort of thing, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I think Jen and I can definitely attest that Jan is very fun to co-create with. Um, it was it was a, a really wonderful session, and we will make sure you can get in touch with Jan and have access to the 9D breath work. Absolutely. So appreciate you coming and joining us for our, our first interview. And I believe this is the first time you've you've done a podcast interview, correct? It is. I yeah, it's super exciting. I'm like I'm, I was just thinking last night that this is going to be a trivial pursuit question in the edition 2030 when the famous Jen and Ren, the world famous, who was their first guest? <laughs> I love it. Good job. That's fabulous. And you oh, can always yeah. say, and I was the first guest on Life's Vital Chapters with I Jen did. and Ren. And we can always say, we knew Jan when she was only doing this in two countries and now she's doing it in 50, something like that. Worldwide. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. It was just such a great pleasure. I'm sure we'll be in touch a lot over the next little while. And I really, really appreciate your um, inviting me here today. Thanks. Thank Thank you, Jan. We're lucky to have you. We'll talk talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in to Life's Vital Chapters with Jen and Ren. We hope you found inspiration in today's stories and tools to navigate your own journey. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more stories and ideas. A special thanks to our sponsors, Insight Coaching and Consulting and Connects Workspace for their support in bringing these stories to life. Insight exists to raise the collective consciousness of our world and heal the systems that hurt us. Visit Insight at insight-cc.com to transform your leaders and your organization from the inside out. Connects Workspace is a vibrant co-working community. Visit connectsworkspace.com if you are looking for a great place to connect in Golden, Colorado. Join us next time on Life's Vital Chapters. Until then, keep turning the page and embracing your story. Remember, every chapter counts.